Hey, how's it going? Tommy Taylor here. And I'm Desnica, and welcome to the Marriage 2.0 podcast. couple that went through just about everything bad someone can go through in marriage quadruple times over and came out more in love than ever and using our story to inspire and give hope to the world. Since we've come out of our version of hell on earth, we have built a global marriage coaching business mentoring hundreds of couples and individuals all around the world. We've helped them fix issues like affair recovery, communication, intimacy issues, addictions, and all forms of abuse when no one else could. We've gone through all of these things plus so much more, so we get it. We tried everything out there from counseling, therapy, intensives, webinars, hundreds of books, and even tactics like Slow to Speak, Quick to Listen. And the truth is, all of those things were just band-aids that left us on an emotional roller coaster from hell. We truly believe that when you couple a heart for God and a strong desire for massive action, anything is possible. But honestly, most of us are never given the right knowledge. The Marriage 2.0 podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, sports, health, entertainment, and finance in order to help you live the purpose-filled life God designed for you so that you can live an inspiring life filled with more freedom, love, and impact. So get ready to learn the stuff that no one ever taught you about marriage. Your old marriage is dead and marriage 2.0 starts now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode. So today we're going to be talking about really the five signs your marriage is in trouble and really what to do on top of that. Yeah, and a little bit of what not to do as well. And then, you know, why are we talking about this and why is this so important? And I just want to be very frank with you. You need to know when to take action. And if any of these apply to you, that you don't need to wait and make things like, hey, um, maybe we should wait a little longer. We're not that bad yet. No, no, we we want you to be aware so you can take action and honestly, not take the wrong action. We talk about, we talk to so many people and they make some of the most common mistakes when they try and fix things. And we don't want you to be one of them as well, going into just what people typically do. And that causes more division and ultimately leads to divorce. Yeah. Most people are aware of surface level issues on, on, at, on a, at least level when it comes to surface level issues. But really, we're going to be talking about deeper things here. So we're going to be talking about three things here. Number one, obviously what we just, the title of it is the five signs, right? You know, that your marriage is in trouble. Of course, when we talk about those, we're also going to be talking about the mistakes that people make uh, to try to fix it. Right. Cause their hearts in the right place. Usually they do want to fix it, but mm-hmm. they just make the mistakes. We don't, we want you to avoid those. And then also we're going to talk about how to actually fix it and what the correct action steps are to do that. Oh, yes, 100%. So let's dive in and talk about what are the top five signs that your marriage is in trouble? Absolutely. Number one is you're on an emotional roller coaster. And, you know, this is applying to like all areas here, like emotional roller coaster. You can't talk without fighting. Some days you're good. Some days you're not. You don't know what you're going to get. You know, you might, it might be a good day. It might be a bad day. It's like, Hmm, which version am I going to have of them walk through the door today? Like, what are we going to be going into today? I know for us, that was a huge aspect. Yeah, you can't talk without fighting. You got underlying resentment building up. Really just a bunch of petty actions. Uh, we were the king and queen of petty. Oh, yes. When that it was com- big. 
when it comes to those types of things, talking like putting your ring on the counter and just in front of them so they'd see it, like just a ton of different things, you know, tit for tat type of thing. Oh, the tit for tat is, is really big, you know, and just being like passive aggressive and just different, different ways and, you know, having just fights all the time and like the same fights come up over and over again, you know, when there's issues that, you know, like we talked about it a thousand times and it still keeps coming up, like the, the past keeps br- being brought up. You know, like that's a that's a big sign. Like it's part of that emotional roller coaster. The problems aren't actually fixed. No, they're not. And so these things keep happening over and over and over again when it comes to these types of things. And so, you know, you also get into, of course, late night fights being, you know, could be over big things, could be over little things, could be over I mentioned before, but just breathing the wrong way. Oh, you this know, actually like, we, we fought about this a lot and in my defense, Tommy did do it to just show me he was unhappy. Yes. But he would sigh. And it was like, <sighs> <sighs> and he would come in and just be all dramatic <laughs> in those aspects and, you know, just just a show. And so we would be in fights about these things. Yes. And we'd get in late night fights. And, you know, you got the people that typically are what I call the followers, right? And I don't mean in a good way. You know, it's like, you know, I would follow her around and you got the person that wants to talk about it, which was me person didn't, which was her. And we'd be talking, we'd, I'd be following her around to try and talk about these things, follow over the house, into the bathroom, all down the street, like all these different things. It was terrible. Through text messages everywhere. And then you got like the late night fights of just, you know, I would wait till we lay down, lay there forever in awkward silence until she's about to fall asleep and then talk about it. Or actually and, I was asleep most of the time, to be or, honest. Or wake her up when she is asleep, which is a terrible, terrible idea. And we'd talk late until like, and before you know it, time can pass by there. So before you know it, it's like 4 a.m., 3 a.m. And oh, it's yeah. like, and you're so delirious at that point, you're just, nothing's going anywhere. It hasn't gone anywhere. And you're just saying, you know, you're just word vomiting your emotions everywhere. And you're just basically just saying at that point, a bunch of delirious, hurtful things, which is because you're so tired. And exhausted mentally, physically, emotionally, that you're just saying a bunch of hurtful things. Yeah. And, you know, also in this emotional roller coaster, a lot of the times it's so many things are just swept under the rug. Like you don't feel hurt or understood anyways. The problems aren't addressed. And you're like, oh, maybe I just need to like suck it up and, you know, just focus on the future and just, you know, let's, you know, let's just worry about tomorrow and stuff gets swept under the rug. The issues aren't actually addressed. And that all plays into the emotional roller coaster. Absolutely. So, you know, when stuff gets swept under the rug, it's not, it's, so it's usually taken from two different perspectives here. Number one, you got sweeped under the rug to like the point where you just don't know how to solve it. And both of you just kind of inevitably do it. Right. Just we don't know how to fix yeah, it. Let's you, move on. Yeah. And then, it, or even just, 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 it just gets like kind of dismissed and then never really apologize about it. Never talk about it. Just kind of, then you just kind of act like nothing ever happened. Um, another thing here is that, you know, you have the other side of it where it's like, you know, we've talked about this a million times, kind of like rub some dirt in it mentality, like just get over it already. Right? Oh, that was total. I would totally told Tommy that all the time. I was like, can you please just get over it? Get over it. And I was, I was really serious about it, but that's not helpful. <laughs> no, not at all. So you got the emotional roller coaster side of things, which is one sign, right? So that's sign number one. And then you got sign number two, which is not a team in really anything. Yeah. And not, not really even like with kids. Most of the time it's one parent, parent like dominating, like, you know, running the kids around, setting their schedules, making sure they have whatever they need. You know, there's like that one primary parent for the kid, you know, household things and chores, 
one typically does that, but there's not a team effort, you know, in, in those aspects. No, no. And so it may not, you may be a team on some things. Like I talk to people in so many different situations, but you know, you got one side of it where you got people that can be a team on logistical things, kids, stuff like that. And they can get along there and have those conversations there and household things, bills, stuff like that. But when it comes to other things like deeper emotional topics, big things that actually really matter, then they can't. It just ends up in an argument, disagreement. So you got different sides of this, but either way, it's not a good thing. And so, you know, we used to, we couldn't personally us, I mean, we couldn't really be a team on pretty much anything. We weren't a team. We were just terrible. It was not a team on any aspect. Yeah. So like, you know, definitely plans like our planning, like she resisted that so much when it comes to plans or scheduling a routine. And then I literally just decided I just started doing what I wanted. Obviously very unhealthy. It was not the right choice, but that's what I did. You know, that whole like, uh, so there's a healthy version of, of, you know, focusing on me. And then there's a, I'm going to do me thing. And uh, I'm going to do me with the whole attitude thing, you know, with the woman cocking her hips thing. That's so toxic. But like when it boils down to it, like you have like the, the goal side of thing. We weren't a team on goals. Goals weren't even really. We did, we did Tommy's goals. Yeah. Like we did my goals and there was a lot of like, you know, sacrifice and stuff like that on her end, but which built a lot of resentment. Yeah. There, there's, there's a lot more that plays into that, but we weren't a team in that aspect. And, you know, a, a lot of that was on, on me, but we just didn't know. We didn't have all those fundamental aspects. Like we weren't a team on goals. It was just like, what is Tommy's goals and ambitions? And I just went along with it. And I was like, Hey, okay, um, I'm going to be the godly wife and, you know, support Tommy. So his goals are my goals and, you know, like, okay. And I just picked up with whatever he had said and ran with it. And I'm like, no, like that's not like that. That's not beneficial in anything. And most certainly I'll add, we were not a team in finances. We fought hardcore over finances and spending all the time. That was a huge point of contention between us. Especially for my end and stuff, because I struggled to provide and stuff like that, which is a whole nother issue. But it was a big issue between us. Mm. There's a lot of hiding of finances, a lot of things being hidden. Like, you know, throughout all this, you may be saying like, wow, we're not as bad as you guys. Well, you know, have hope. You can get there. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, honestly, so like, you know, you don't have to be at like this bad. You may not hit everything, but if you're hitting in any of these areas, it's a sign, right? Like, so if you're not able to be a team, like if you both don't have your own goals and dreams and and ambitions, like that's an issue. If y'all can't talk about finances and like finances brings up division and you're not on the same page, that's a massive problem because finances is just a surface level thing. If you're not able, if you don't have the fundamentals, you're not gonna be able to talk about finances, you know? So all of these things, you know, you don't have to hit every single one. If you do, if you are like us, then I most certainly wasn't, wouldn't hesitate for taking action. But, you know, in that aspect, if you, you hit any of these, it's a sign that there's trouble. Absolutely. You know, another one is going to be events. Like, this was a big issue, especially like family events and just weekly family game nights and stuff like that. Um, primarily, my family didn't really do that. It was more with her family. My family did and, that. And stuff like that. Yeah. And it was one of those things that like, you know, I I didn't grow up on board games. I'm not going to lie. Like I, I just didn't. Her family did, which is fine. I like them now somewhat. But like when it boils down to it, like it wasn't about that. You know, we used to not just not get along with her family for the most part. Like it was, you know, I would just go over there and like I would 
pretty much have to figure out what I'm going to drink on the way there. Cause it was just a lot of like underlying, like sarcasm, resentment. There's a lot of like being a-holes and it was just, I just didn't want to be there. Like it was, they're very rude and stuff like that. I love them now to death. Like they're amazing, all of them. But back then I wasn't a healthy individual. And obviously there was a lot of healthy toxic relationship between me and them too. Mm-hmm. And resentment. And so events, things like that, which is mostly what we're talking about here was a big issue. Oh yeah. And so another th- sign, sign number three is there's a lack of a, a lack of connection in that in love feeling. And, you know, this is a huge, huge aspect, you know, there's that lack of like true connection and and that emotional connection. So intimacy is so much more than just, Hey, like physical, you know, but don't be surprised. Like I talk to people all the time who haven't had physical intimacy in years, you know, that's a sign. That's a big red flag. If you're not physically intimate, like that's a big red sign, but just even the lack of emotional connection, um, and like that, um, that desire there and that I love you, like just in love feeling, those are signs that your marriage is in trouble. You know, there's just that awkwardness and that with that anger and just, you, there's so many times that, you know, there's one spouse that most of the time it's both to be honest, but most of like, there is at least one who feels unsafe in expressing themselves. They don't feel like they're, you know, going to be heard or or understood. And so they just keep things to themselves and continue just like to show up in the marriage. However, at the same time, they're not really being themselves because they don't feel safe and they have a lot of like the uncertainty and doubt. And and also in conjunction with that, they also have like usually come to the conclusion of like, I love you, but I'm not in love with you anymore. That's super common. We see it all the time. And all it is is really walls, you know, between you two. It's hurt and pain, but take down those walls, then the love comes back naturally Mm -hmm. um, with obviously intentionality into that because taking down the walls takes intentionality and stuff and continuing to do that stuff. But that's another thing. Like we had a lot of walls, a lot of walls and hurt and pain between us that I had a negative 50 below zero trust for her. Uh, there was a lot of things that, that we both did not trust each other on, oh, yeah. you know, and both, you know, you may say some people, I don't get why people say this, but they say things like, you know, well, I trust them a hundred percent. And I'm like, you know, and what they mean is I trust them not to cheat. Okay. Well, they may have not have cheated yet. Um, maybe they may not, but like when it boils down to it, you really don't trust them or else you wouldn't be having all the communication issues and lack of connection issues. Cause that tells me automatically there's walls there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And with that, there's, you know, a lot of eggshells and different aspects and, you know, I'll just be transparent. So as we go through and we're diving into things like this with our clients and we talk with people all the time about this, you know, the in love feeling and the, that lack of connection and ultimately you'll find is that there's been walls that have been in the relationship from the start. And so, you know, once the Eros love falls off, they don't actually know what true love is or how to have a healthy marriage to begin with. And so they're just riding on the Eros love, which isn't sustainable because it's just an infatuation. And Eros love is, is literally an unhealthy, like obsessiveness. So just in case you're not aware, if you feel like you have to have someone and need them, it's just like a toddler who wants like a cookie or, you know, a kid who wants a new toy and they're like, I have to have this. And they're obsessed, right? That's an Eros type of infatuation. You know what? They, you get the cookie and they're like, okay, good. Like, 
but then they, you know, they're not satisfied. You know, a kid gets a toy, they throw it to the side here, you know, very soon after, and then they're just like, what's next? You know, that's, that's Eros love. And in that aspect, you'll find that there's not like true in-depth, like in, in love, the agape love. Because there's been walls and that's something that people most of the time are unaware of. So if you're just riding on arrows love and just like, that's all I need. No, there's so much more. There's just a misunderstanding and the lack of knowledge of what true love is and how to have a healthy marriage. Also, love is not just in a, like a physical or emotional response. It's a actual action. It's a lot of actions. It's a, cho- and it's a choice. It's, it's a choice. Not a feeling. It's it's a choice. It's a choice, right? You get emotional feelings from it of course that are beneficial that God put there but that's not where it starts you're like people which is kind of weird because people will start here they'd be like well I'm just not feeling it like, of course you're not feeling it like number one if you are putting in actions like it's probably the wrong ones and then two like a lot of things like people people usually try like quality time here but we'll get into that like this is just one of those things that like you got to understand like love is an action it's not and it's a choice it's not a feeling. Yes, and the more walls go up the intimacy goes down. So the more things that you've been through and been swept under the rug, the more distance you're going to feel with your spouse because it's hurt and resentment like just all of this like protection. It's a self-protection that's put up to keep people at a distance so that you can't quote unquote hurt me anymore. And I mean, it's a lie. It's all, it's all a lie, but that's what's believed in the subconscious and just different levels. But that's a huge red, red flag and that your marriage is in trouble. Number four, a number four sign that your marriage is in trouble is devices are locked This is a new thing, you know, even if it's not new, but like devices are locked, you're not allowed in, you know, whether that be phone, computer, iPad, tablet, whatever form of device, we have all kinds now, Um, but, and they're on, yeah, your watch, Um, and you're on them all the time, right? So this is a, this is a big red flag. It's that I have to have something secret and just in that, this is mine and division aspect here. Yeah. People will oftentimes do things like we did this too, but like when people are on their phones and stuff like this, and we're not giving you red flags to look for in terms of like to like in the relationship. That's not what we're talking about. Like we're giving you red flags to help. So like oftentimes if people are doing things on their phones, and it may not be cheating. It, just, it may be like, you know, them just getting to their phones and like, you know, doing wrong things like um, like maybe like um, looking inappropriate things on Facebook. And when I say that's that's still like. It's still so, cheating. It's still cheating, but I mean like physical affairs, what I'm saying. They're not, may, may not be doing that yet, but they're doing other things, right? And so either way, whatever they're doing doesn't, doesn't matter. What I'm saying is like whatever they're doing, they end up actually like, you know, facing maybe you'll see them like facing a window or like, you know, they can see you coming home or, or they'll be like have their back to the wall and then like, you know, away from a window or mirror, stuff like that to where they can see you coming from all different directions and stuff like that. Uh, she had her phone in her pocket all the time. It was always in her back pocket every everywhere, every time she went. Yeah, and it was like freak out. If like if the phone was left down, it was freak out. And if the phone was laid down somewhere, you can guarantee it was upside down. And there was passcodes on. Like this is just a red flag. And they flag. wouldn't be long before they got back to get it. Yeah, and like, oh, just no, like I got to have my phone. Or if you touch it and they're just like, oh, give me my phone. You know, like that whole like reaction of like, oh, just give me my phone. Yeah, I just want it. Like you don't need it. Like. Okay, so 
you know, that's a big red flag. Just, just for full transparency here, you know, our phones are not with us all the time. I actually lose my phone daily because I put it down somewhere and I just, just, it's just somewhere, yeah. you know. I'll, we do have passcodes on them. That's just because of our kids. Our kids. <laughs> we yeah. both know them. Um, like all of our electronics do have a passcode to keep the children out so that they don't go in because they like to like do little pranks and change backgrounds and take pictures and just, you know, do funny things like that. But we keep them out of our electronics. And, um, but Tommy and I know each other's passwords. So we have access and there's been so many times, I can't even tell you that like, we'll be showing each other something on our phone and you know, we actually hand it over. That was another thing is like when it, an unhealthy sign is if they, they aren't allowed to actually hold your phone, you know, scared they might touch something, you know? So now like when we show something, a lot of times we just hand it to him like, Hey, you know, look, you know, whatever. And I, and Tommy both, we have left our phones now with each other and forgot for, I mean, for hours and just be like, Oh, where's my phone? I'm like, Oh, you, you know, you left it here. Or he's like, you left it with me. Like, that's a good sign. So the bad is if you can't, touch it or be away from it, you know, and they're locked. Yep. That's just one of them. The fifth sign, final one here is, and there's, of course, there's other things that can branch off this. We try to consolidate them down. Yeah, some, some Because um, we could ones. go on to 30 plus topics, but that's that's boring, right? Uh, you don't want to say it's exhausting. So like, you know, when it comes down to it, five is what we wrote. But the fifth one here and final one is, you know, dread seeing or talking to each other daily. Oh God, this was me. So I'm not going to lie. I was totally guilty of doing anything and everything I could do to stay out of the house because I didn't want to see Tommy. Sorry. Um, but at the time, like I just <laughs> did it. Yeah, I didn't want to see him. I didn't want to talk to him. And oh, I just remember telling him, Oh my gosh, can we just talk about anything different? Anything like anything different. I was so tired of talking with him about, you know, all the crap that was constantly going on. And so, yeah, I, I avoided him and I did not like seeing him in any way. And that's very common. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was one of those things that we, we just, I just didn't, honestly, I got to the point, like I was, well, yes, I was curious on what she's doing all the time because I didn't trust her at all. And so I wanted to be around her, but it wasn't because of, I wanted to be around her. It was because I wanted to keep track of her. <laughs> and stalk it, it, me. Yeah, if she was, if she was around me, she wasn't. Well, I guess that wasn't true anyway. She, she could have still been doing something texting wise, but she wasn't with someone else physically, I guess. Um, so there was like, the, we just didn't want to be around each other. Like we dreaded it. Like there was always like, you know, the, the we, we tried the whole quality time thing. Anyways, there's just like a lot of things that you shouldn't do here. And so like, we're going to move into that though. But dreading, you know, seeing each other every day, wondering what's going to hold, wonder what the When's the other shoe going to drop type of thing? Is what kind of mood are they going to be in today? Yeah, unpredictable. Like, there's a lot of things that go on there. But walking on eggshells, emotional roller coaster, like, I get it. All of those are big red flags. So even if you didn't hit all of them, even if you hit some of them, that's a sign that your marriage is, is in a bad place and headed for hell on earth pretty much. We're just going to call it that what it is. Yeah. I, honestly, I mean, the truth is, like, honestly, if you haven't gone through what we teach, you're headed for failure. I'll just be really honest with you. Um, whether, no matter where you're at, we've coached couples. We have a couple right now that they'd come to us when they're not at the end of the rope, just preemptively. Yeah, so proud yeah. of them for that too. And they've seen a lot of things that they can avoid. They're like, <laughs> "Wow, we were on a very bad path," and you know, she re re solidified that to me as today as well. It's just like, "Wow, like I, we have changed so much in just a few weeks." <laughs> of like as individuals, as a couple and so much. And I'm like, yes, love yeah. it. So you can learn something at all levels, but that being said, 
We also want to go over the mistakes people make because honestly, you probably have done maybe some of these or quite a few of them, but we want to prevent you from making a lot of these because a lot of people's, it's not that you're trying to search for mistakes. It's you're trying to search for answers, but to, it's answers to try and fix it. But we want to prevent you from going these routes to try and fix it and just you know, dis disappointed, discouraged, because our goal is to inspire hope and we don't want to inspire doubt or like, you know, that hopelessness, the hopelessness here. Like we want to inspire hope, not hopelessness. Because when you do, when you try like multiple things and you're like, oh, I've been, and you get to that point of you're like, I feel like I've tried everything. Well, first of all, if you haven't done our program, you haven't tried everything um, in that aspect. And nothing like it. <laughs> there is nothing like it. <laughs> nothing. And in that regards of like, no, like, so that will bring on like that hopelessness. And we don't want you to do that. We don't want you to go through and add more problems. Most of these mistakes typically cause more division, more hurt, more pain. And we want you to avoid that. Yes. So one of one of the top mistakes that we see people make is just trying to talk about it over and over again, just in different ways. And it just ends up in endless failure. It's just like, okay, we're going to try talking about death in a different way. I've talked to so many people and they're like, well, I've tried to be stern. I've tried to be nice. I've tried to be compassionate. I've tried to, to talk really quiet. I've tried to talk loud. I've tried to tried to yell. And like, they're telling me all of these different tactics they tried. And I'm like, yeah, none of them are going to work. Just changing that's not gonna fix it so stop trying to talk about it yeah not gonna work um don't get me wrong you need to have conversations but not the way you've been doing it uh the other thing is don't just don't talk at all so that's step number that's that's another thing that people do here they they don't they don't talk at all which is i know you, i know i just said don't talk but what i mean is here they stonewall each other and they just stop talking because they lose hope of despair so like there's a difference between putting it off until you become a healthy individual and until you actually build all the correct foundations in your marriage versus, and then versus like just stonewalling and not talking oh, because yeah. you don't see a point in it and it's just going to end up at the same place every time. And it's just like, I don't see a point in talking about this. We talked about it a million times. It always ends in the same exact place. And so it's just like, why and they lose hope. Yeah. And so don't want to go that route. So you don't want to go like the oversharing, like word vomiting, but you also don't want to go to stonewalling either. Right. Uh, another thing that people do is like, okay, well, I'm just going to stop doing whatever it is. You know, one of the problems, like whether it be chores or something, I'm like, I'm just going to stop doing it and show them that I'm the only one who does anything. We both did that. Uh, yeah. We were pretty petty on this aspect. I did this um, quite a bit to Tommy and I, I mean, I was doing quite a bit and it's just one of those, it's not, it's just going to build more resentment. It's not going to be like, hey, <laughs> fixing it. It's just going to cause a lot more division. Yeah, this whole tit for tat thing, like they will never, ever, 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 ever feel the way, the exact way that you do. It's you not will possible. never, you will, ne they're a completely different person. You will never get them to feel that way. They may come to some realizations, but at the end of the day, their lens is completely different than yours. The way they feel things, process things, their inborn identity and temperament is completely different. Everything's different. That's because God designed them differently. <laughs> so, so can they feel it exactly how you do? No. no never. Uh, that, that, uh, that statement alone is worth this entire podcast. If you take away nothing else, take away that, you will, they will, I promise you, that one statement would have saved us from so, we would have stopped at the first affairs. Like, yeah, it, that like, was a lot of it. Tommy did a lot of revenge things and just trying to make me feel what he felt. And then like it, it didn't. And then when I didn't react the way that he thought and how he did, and then it just continued and it just not, so don't do that. Right. Um, 
another mistake people do is quality time or dates. Like, okay, we just need more quality time. We just need to go more on more dates. No. And like we tell people like this isn't going to help. And then they don't listen. They're like, but they wanted time. So we did it. And it highlights that awkwardness that, you know, we don't know what to talk about. We don't know how to talk. We end up just talking about like all the whole problems. It's miserable. It sucks. And that, you know, I'm not connected to you. You know, maybe we should just do our own thing. Maybe we should spend time apart is what's going to come out of that. Yeah. It just highlights all the disconnect and resentment and disappointment. And it's just going to, you get told things like eventually I love you, but I'm not in love with you. That's the conclusion they come to. And it's kind of funny. We had a guy the other day, I feel bad for him, but like he ended up like canceling a call on me and then getting on the call later on, um, you know, another day. But, you know, he, he was like, I went on a date with my wife and I was going to prioritize that. And I'm like, don't do it, man. Don't do it. And he came back and told Destin because like Tommy was right. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it, like, because it highlights it's like, yeah. that. It, it's it's what it is, right? You know, and also when it comes down to it, you know, um, another thing is counseling. Like, mm. you know, counseling. I it, oh, oh, man, at all these, I hate this the most. You may, you will find very quickly if you're just now new to us that I, I, I hate all, all aspects of counseling. I find tens of thousands of reasons every year because we talk to tens of thousands of people every year. Reasons why I hate it. Yes. Um, and so like, you know, there's so many different ways, but the, the, if I were to boil it down, you go in, talk about your feelings, get in your feelings and leave with zero action steps or timeline. Or you might be reading a book. Yeah. They might give you a book. It's not an act. That's not a real legit action yeah, no. step. Sorry. No. And like, I can't tell you how many people like come to us and like, you know, off like they've been, Hey, I've been in counseling for 20 years, four years, five years. I've had more change within you with off of one call or off two weeks. And, you know, even spouses who were against the marriage and, you know, like, so for individuals standing, they're like, you've really had this much change and they see it. They're like, I can't believe you had this much change in like two weeks, but you've been in counseling for years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in that aspect. And it's because, you know, our society has this belief of, oh, you have a problem, go to counseling. But counseling literally in itself is designed like they can't, they can't be direct with you. They can't do anything that might offend you, hurt your feelings or be direct. They just have to kind of hear you out and, you know, like they can't. They're basically a verbal trash can. Yeah, pretty much. And so you're not going to leave any better. No one's ever gone and like just been like word vomited and like venting and like, you know, this a huge vent session and then goes, man, I just feel so good after that. Yes. Like, no, like I feel like. We have a we have a thing. You ever heard that Jeff Jeff Foxworthy? You know you're a redneck if, but we have one that says you know you've been to counseling if, <laughs> and we have it in our group. We just keep adding to it because there's so many hundreds hundreds and hundreds of stupid ignorant statements that we've heard counseling counselors say. But um, you know here's here's one thing. Um, you know this guy's obviously been to counseling before, but like he said, uh, he said uh, he said hey Tommy, this is a message from on a we communicate on Voxer with clients, and he said hey Tommy. I really had a great, I I really am great. My mindset has changed so drastically from two weeks ago. He just joined the program every day. I'm in awe. If you were to tell me that I could permanently change my mindset in two weeks, I would have asked you, what are you smoking? Everyone around me has seen, seen amazing change and has been asking, what are you doing? You seem different. You have, you have a glow about you. Even people that have known me my whole life, I wake up every morning and with, with clarity and I'm anxiety free. I started week three, uh, so I'm, I'm staying on track. 
all this is just an update from them, but all, all modules make perfect sense and have been putting, putting them into instant action, which is key. I don't have any questions for you yet. I look forward to some other things he's talking about, but basically like what I'm saying is like, you know, you can have a massive amount of change and you can do things, a lot of things the wrong way. Mm, So you do it the right way, right? Don't let counseling, please don't put us in the same box as counseling. Not even, not. not even close. Like not even in the same world or universe. Right, and we're not counseling in, in any way, shape, or form, yeah. but that that's a huge mistake. And so we're just going to go ahead and lead into therapists because people, some people are like, and, and actually let's hit on one thing. Don't be like, oh, well, I went to a Christian counselor. You know what Christian Doesn't counselors matter. told us? Well, why are you together? And we hear it all the time. Well, why you two are just not good for each other. And, uh, you know, the only thing that kept me from punching the lady in the face that day in counseling was the fact that we were in a church and I had a little bit of a conscience. But like, you know, she patted me and was like, there, there. And I was like, oh, it's like, this is not helping. I'm like, you're not doing anything other than making me irate. And this was a Christian counselor, you know, and like, th- is that saying their heart's bad? I know, but like, they just don't, it's not fixing it. Okay. It's a joke. It's just a complete joke. Like when it boils down to it. Also like therapist, I'm not against therapy. A hundred percent like therapists, like, you know, they do things like inner child work, specific things, uh, neuro-linguistic programming, tapping, stuff like that. That stuff's cool. I use some of it, Um, but it's not a fix. Yeah. It's not a fix. If you use it for the record, I've heard people say, oh, I'm a completely changed person from tapping. No, you're not. If if you, you're the same person that's using tapping now as a year ago, because you know why I can see the reactions, I can see the things and you're coming to me for help. So like boiling down to it. Counseling is a waste of time. Now, I will say this. We don't think we don't think we're all of that, you know, in, in terms of things. We don't think we're high and mighty, nothing like that. I don't want you to think that. Like the reason we're really good at what we do is one reason. God. That's it. We are anointed and that makes us powerful in what we do. But it's because of God. If we didn't have the anointing, we'd be a joke. So uh also it's we provide his program. Like yeah, it's he his. designed it. He designed it. We're just the vessels in that aspect. Like literally we're vessels. It's his timing like, uh, and it, it's totally God. But I just want to clarify a couple of things on therapists because I see it so often. <laughs> um, you know, they diagnose really like they're great at diagnosing bipolar, um, PTSD, PTSDC, um, you know, and I've heard people tell me like, well, you know, my counselor thought I was bipolar, but then they were like, I don't know, maybe I'm borderline, you know, this split personality or you know maybe it's this and they keep changing the diagnosis just by conversation and so i'm like you mean that you aren't a healthy individual so you don't know how to process your emotions and so then you have highs and lows because you're not stable emotionally and you don't know what's going on therefore you act out looking crazy or bipolar but in reality you're just an unhealthy individual yeah just because you've been to school doesn't mean anything no and so don't you don't have to like handle those um, labels and you know just hitting on these things of like the labeling aspect and having to have like pills like you know ADHD and just anxiety and depression and all same aspect like I was just talking about all of these things are because there's not the true foundation within yourself you don't know how to handle your own emotions understand them what's going on can't communicate them and you, you don't know what to do with them. So they're overtaking you and they're making you feel crazy because there can be things that can swing within you and be like, oh, well, I'm good, but I'm not like, I like this, but I don't. And I don't know what's going on with me because I'm, I'm here and I'm there and here and there. And it's like, wow, like what? Like that sounds crazy. And it's because I don't 
people don't know how to understand and diagnose themselves within the aspects of understanding their emotions. You don't have to have pills. And one of my favorite things is when clients message me. And by the way, they do it because I can't take that responsibility to tell people to get off their prescriptions. So, and I don't, but people will choose to after getting to a point in the program and they'll cut out We've had someone cut out like eight prescriptions, someone four, and they're like, they told me not to do that. And, you know, and they just cold, cut them cold turkey. Now I can't say like, and don't do that if you're not, just don't, just don't, just do that type of stuff. They're, they were obviously working with us and, you know, had actual, the, the true fundamental healthy aspects of the be a healthy individual. And they're like, wow, I'm just so much better. Yeah. I had a guy yesterday, actually, ironically, um, messaged me that he's coming off his, um, I think depression medication is what it was. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it, it, and I didn't make him. He just chose to. And so, like, you know, when it boils down to it, you also got the next one, which is people try pastors. Um, and we'll just touch on this real quick. But, you know, they're not equipped to handle this. And this is coming not from me, from pastors that we've talked to. Oh, yeah. We talk they'll, to pastors all the time. They'll tell you that we're not equipped to handle this. Like, this isn't our wheelhouse. We can give scriptures and things like that. And their hearts are most of the time in the right place. They can be mediators so they can sit there and, like, make sure that, you know, you you both are saying things. But it doesn't mean that it's the right things the right way and the actual, like, in-depthness that it needs to be. They can literally sit there, essentially babysit. Yeah, our, not our current pastor, but the previous pastor that we had. He, he'll tell you the same thing. We actually had him on a podcast, Pastor Gabriel, and he'll, he'll send people to us just because – you know, we're there to help. He knows our hearts and everything. But another one is um, when it comes to people, you know, obviously we talked about labels and stuff like that, so we won't go into that. But um, people say things in a manner, you know, or tone, right, is another one. People say things in a manner and or tone to show them how it feels. So it goes into the whole tit for tat here. Yeah. You know, and that's a big mistake because it's like, well, I just want to show them how it feels so they'll stop or that they won't, you know, no. You're going to cause more problems. Revenge of any sort is only going to cause more problems. Well, just breeds sorrow. Like, you know, another one is like, you know, people stay on their phone to prove a point. It's another one tit for tat type of thing. And it's just a zone out coping mechanism. You know, no, that's not. Or just don't just don't do that. Like, that's not going to help anything. It's just going to cost you. Like, if you notice any of those things, like none none of it's you're actually present in, in the relationship or in life. You know, another mistake people do is like the honeydew is like, let's do everything around the house. Let's, you know, let's do all these nice things and do everything to make them happy. Let's stop it. No, first of all, I'll be on, I was on the receiving end of that and I can't tell you how mad that made me. I had so much resentment towards Tommy for that aspect. I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, seriously. And you know, if he told me he was going to do something, I was like, great. Um, and then I would, like if he told, if he was going to do the dishes, then I would make the dishes worse and be like, ha sucker. <laughs> like, you know, and it, and then I didn't feel good about it. I literally, and I know I'm not the only one. So the people who have like the, the dominant women, when he would do the dishes, I'd be like, good job. You want a cookie? Like, you know, you did a basic task. Like, woohoo. Like that's not fixing things. And now I'm not saying I was, I was not healthy at the time. Don't do that. That was not healthy. Um, but it, it most it's certainly funny now, but it's not healthy, right? We laugh about it now. You can tell if you want to know if you can tell if someone's healed or not, if they can talk about it and like laugh and be thankful for what they've gone through. So just a sign that we're obviously healed from what we went through. But yeah, so in that aspect of, you know, 
So no, don't just do the honeydews and do what makes them happy. You don't have to so give don't, up. Don't do what just makes them yeah, happy. Yeah. Don't. Yes. You know, you don't have to give up your morals and values and, you know, your life and just like, like, oh, I just got to make them happy all the time and I have to do all these things for them and, or they're going to like leave me and like, no, no that's not sustainable. You don't. And it's not going to change anything. You're just wasting mm -hmm. your time being busy, uh, distracting yourself and, and really just probably making them more mad, honest with you. And they don't really care. Um, that being said, also, you don't, you also don't want to be, you know, slow to speak, quick to listen. I mean, well, in some aspects, you that's do, good, but but like you don't want to use it as a complete fix because it's not um, at all. It's not going to you're like, well, we can talk now. We're both being, you know, basically, so to speak, quick to listen. Oh, so you're saying you're basically suppressing your emotions. You're not actually fixing the core issue. You're just sweeping everything under the rug in a calm way. Yeah, well, that's, that's pretty much what you're doing. You don't know how to talk. You don't know how to communicate. Um, another one is like helping with the kids more stuff like that. We already kind of talked about that, but. Um, another one is get, get a routine to be consistent. Right. I used to say that like, I, you know, I'm going to, cause we had all these issues. Right. And I was like, make all these promises. And she, your word, she always told me all oh, word, your words don't mean anything to me. Right. And I would be like, I'm going to make a routine. I'm going to do this. I'm going to live up to this and all this stuff. And it just, until you have real foundational change, that stuff isn't going to work. No. And neither is just trying to talk about like the issues or just, oh, you know, we're going to talk about finances. Like, cause finances is typically a really big issue. I'm like, oh, we're just going to talk about it. You know, we're going to set expectations, um, on events, you know, both of those just require, like they do require conversations, but if you don't have true fundamental aspects, they're not going to go well, you know? And I can't tell you how many times that I felt put in the middle between like my family and Tommy, I was like, you literally, you're making me be like the middleman and it sucks. And I'm like, I feel like I have to choose between my family and you. And I don't feel like that's fair. And so obviously a lot of things were out of place in that area because now priorities, <laughs> like I do have both by the way, like, so I have a great relationship with my family. My mom is actually going to be here in a couple of days to stay with us for a week, you know? And so great relationship with my family and you know, Tommy and I have a great relationship, but at the time I felt like I was in the middle and that wasn't fair. Yeah. She would constantly try to, I wouldn't say put any one person first, but she would try to um, make everyone happy. Yeah. It was and exhausting. So, and, and it's very exhausting, but and another aspect that you don't want to try, another mistake is just transparency and just going to forgive and forget. That okay. doesn't work. She's like, okay, we're just going to be transparent and forgive and forget. No, because that's not healing. And so all of those things are going to still continue to eat at you, especially if there's triggers. They're going to continue to eat at you. All these things are going to continue to pop up and cause problems. So you don't want to be like that. Another one is just... Just leaving little notes all the time and just doing nice things and just being overly romantic. Yeah, I used to do that all the time. Now, I still do that stuff, and she likes it. Right? I do like it. Yeah, but like I make her coffees and stuff. But <laughs> when you're going through this stuff, that's not going to fix things. Um, it, it, it might not necessarily make them worse um, if you've always done it. Like, I always kind of did that. I overly did it during that time, so it was excessively. So it was kind of like... And it was meaningless to me at the time, to be honest. Yeah. It was pointless and just a lot of disappointment. Um, also, just speaking your mind and being blunt. I tried yeah, that. that. She tried work. that probably more than me. But like when it comes down to these things, like that's not going to work either. Like, no. No. And just getting back into church and Bible and prayer. And I want to hit on this. So Jesus Christ is the foundation of our lives and through and through everything. Basics of a human in being a Christian is church, Bible, and prayer. Getting back into that is not going to be the complete fix to everything right oh. so you know 
there's so much that goes into that, but that's just very basics. So if that's all you're relying on, you're going to be set up for failure. Yeah. It's funny. Cause like I, I saw someone comment on our page one time, we got a ton of hate, hateful comments and stuff like that. And one of the person was like, you know, there was truth to it, but she was like, she's like the only person that was one of our ads. She's like, the only person that can fix a, fix a broken marriage is Jesus. I'm like, well, yes, he is the only core thing. But I mean, I guess he's never once used any human being for his will or purpose in the Bible at all. <laughs> right. Like <laughs> There's so many people that God's used kidding me to teach, you know, and you know, that's like, honestly, marriage problems is not a problem that you carry on your own, but you also don't turn to friends and family in that aspect. Yeah, so fine. don't do that. That's a mistake. Don't go to like friends. Don't go to your family. Like that's a mistake. Don't try to, you know, just, send them songs that remind them of you and the good times. And it's just that highlights just the huge gap. <laughs> yeah. It just highlights the gap and where you, where you're not yeah. um, for them. Uh, and, and, you know, also when it comes to this type of stuff, you know, trying to flirt with them, you know, it, it's not going to go the way you want it to go. There's a lot of walls. There's a lot of hurt. There's a lot of pain, there's a lot of rejection. There's a lot of resentment. There's a ton of things yeah. here that's not going to come off well. And honestly, it's probably going to trigger someone. So I'm not going to lie. So when Tommy was trying to like flirt, first of all, I was like, oh, that's what you do with other people too. Huh. And then, or if he was like, if he would like try and touch me or like, you know, have like that desire for me, I'm like, oh, that's nice. All you want is you to use me for sex. Hmm. Right. And so <laughs> like those things aren't, aren't going to fix it either. Another aspect, another mistake is marriage life groups, you know, marriage books. Those are so basic, you know, like the love dare, like it's just it, the love dare is literally a saying like do all of the nice things and, you know, hey, and I'm not gonna lie when I was doing everything like um, doing more nice things, just extra resentment. Yeah, no, not helping, you know, and the they're so surface level and basic. There's so many things missing that it's just a little band-aid that you might get some slivers out of, but then you're going to be like feel defeated when it doesn't actually fix anything. Yeah. Marriage life groups like connect groups or groups at church are great um, for fellowship. You need those. I believe every human needs fellowship as a human. Oh yeah. Um, I'm all for them. But when it comes down to it, like that's not going to fix your marriage. Trust me. We tried that the retreats as well. We tried the retreats. We tried the books. We tried to make them miss me. Right. We, we did the separation thing. Don't do which, that. Which, by the way, separation, all it's going to do, I don't, and if any professional, I use air quotes here, I know you can't see me, um, does that, all it's going to do is just breed mistrust, more mistrust. It's going to breed a lot of, like, insecurities and issues, and it's going to cause more division and separation between you two. Yeah, it's going to also, like, solidify a lot of the lies, and they are lies because, one, like, peace and happiness is an inside job, Right. But I was like, wow, like it's so much more peaceful without you here, Tommy. I'm like, hmm, you know, I'm just better off without you. And that wasn't true. But, you know, that separation, I was like, huh, I don't know, it's kind of more peaceful without you. You know, and that wasn't true. You know, there was, and so it just breeded that lie and then, you know, caused that more division. And it's like, oh, well, maybe I am good with all my own without you. And then, you know, why would I come back? And so it just literally causes more division and you don't want to do it. And it changes the the level of influence that you have within each other. Yeah. Also, like, also one more thing here is that, like, people have this fa- fra- phrase that they use. And it's like, you know, the whole 
just it's just a phase thing. It's just a phase, guys. You're young, whatever it is. Like just give it time, right? Time does not heal anything. It's just time is just going to fester wounds. I don't know who made that freaking retarded statement up, but it's not true. It's not biblical, and it's just not something that actually works. So, how do you fix this? That's the next thing. You have to understand that all of the things that we were just talking about were just tools. You know, they're not true fixes. They're not actually getting down to the deep whys. They're not actually fixing anything. And none of it will provide a permanent change. If you want to have a strong, healthy marriage, if you want to get out of this like crisis or headed towards crisis and hell on earth, like if you're not there yet, uh, I'm so happy for you because I wouldn't wish that on anyone. However, I would say that, you know, now's the time to take action where, you know, you don't go there and you want to have permanent change to change the trajectory of your life. You don't want to have like some band-aid or temporary fix that you're going to have like this little high in the road where you're like, okay, I'm kind of good. And then oh, down and crash harder. No, you know, so you have to truly have that true permanent time. Exactly. Also, you're like, well, the past two weeks to a month have been great. They've been phenomenal. It's been better than we've ever been. Haha. That's so funny because you know why? Because just give it time, in this case, and you both will fail. You'll come crashing harder than what you've ever crashed, and you'll be like, I'm sorry, we were, you were right. It's just, or maybe you won't because of ego. You might not come back because it's, you know, that's ego thing, um, admitting you were wrong. But, like, when it boils down to it, it's going to fail because there's nothing different. There's nothing different. Um, we've had a better connection now than the past 20 years. No, you, you don't. It's false. It's fake. It's an emotional high of an emotional roller coaster that you haven't experienced yet and yeah. now you are tools that's and, all, it, all it is yeah tools and tactics alone keep you on the emotional roller coaster you know i've been asked like well why are you so against tools and tactics i'm like i'm not against tools and tactics and i don't really know where you got that i'm telling you that tools and tactics are not the fix they're not going to have that complete change they them alone is just going to keep you on an emotional roller coaster and you're not going to ever have like more than just like surviving or existing and just going through the motion. And I know so many people relate to that. They're like, I get up, I do the same thing, go to bed, you know, and I'm like during the day, I'm just like wishing it's night so I can sleep. And in the morning I'm like, ah, and repeat, right? No, you know, you want to have that true fix so that you're not on that emotional roller coaster in order to have that true change, then you have to become more. We I did, we did a, like a whole in-depth podcast. So if you're like, well, it's them, they need to fix it. We're going to just stop right there and say, you know, go back and listen to that podcast about like, why do I need to work on it? If they messed up, go listen to that. If you need a lot more in-depth, but both people have things to grow. This was a very hard aspect I had to grasp and it was super hard for me. And so I get it. But that's where like I have to let go of like pride and ego and just be like, no, like I myself have room to grow, even though I felt like I was already doing everything. And that's a it's a feeling I had felt it, but it wasn't a truth just because you feel it doesn't make it true. Right. So you have to live outside of just the feelings and we have to live by principles and values. So instead of focusing on just the situation and just fixing a surface level issue, you have to actually focus on growing, growing you two in all areas. And it's going to start on an individual level. Like you have to start on that individual level before you can go into the marriage. And that's why our program is so strategically designed in that where we work on both like the individual then marriage. And really it's all relationships and it applies to all relationships, but it has to have that strategic 
factor where you're going to continue to struggle. Yes, of course. So you must build all the way up from the right foundations. What does that mean? Well, you have to build it in mindset. It's one of our phases that we use. We have an individual phase and a marriage phase, and also, of course, tools. But the three main phases are marriage, individual, and mindset. And if you don't build all those foundations, even our tools, which I'm for, obviously, because we have tools and tactics, um, are garbage. Meaning they're not going to work unless you build all the right foundations. They're not going to provide a permanent fix, meaning you will stay on the emotional roller coaster with tools and tactics. That's what we're saying. And one of the aspects, I just want to like, you have to have the honesty within yourself, you know, in order to have any kind of change, you first have to have awareness, you know, so have that honesty within yourself. Like, did you hit any of these categories that we had talked about? You know, are you in this place? You know, are you, is your marriage headed in a down a bit bad path? And you first have to like have that true honesty to admit like, Hey, yes, you know, we're not in a good place. You know, I don't know how to have a healthy marriage. Like I wasn't taught this. You have to have that first, right? Awareness is a great start, but then it's going to take action and it's going to take doing something different. If you knew how to do it, then you wouldn't be here. This just isn't things that like we're taught. It's sadly. And I hate that, but like, that's, that's why we're here. Honestly, here's the truth. If you, if you knew how to fix it, you already would have. That's yeah. the truth. You already would have. It doesn't take that long to fix it. It wouldn't be the emotional roller coaster and the chaos and just like that resentment and different ask, like yeah, we, like aspects of things. Yeah, we got our client. We got clients that they had a ton of affairs right now. They're in week seven, I think. And um, in like the earlier on the program through the individual section, he was talking about how I haven't had peace in thirty years. This is the first time I've had real true peace in thirty years. So awesome. Yeah. And also, you know, we had a couple, like they're, they're talking about renewing their vows in, in Vegas and, and, you know, I wouldn't mind going personally, but like, that sounds fun. They're doing that. Renewing their vows are happier than ever. Nothing else fixed it. And they have actually complete honesty. Uh, we walked them through like complete honesty, no hidden bones. I can't tell you how many people I talked to and I'm not going to lie. I was one of them that I was like, I have this secret and I'm going to take it to my grave. I'm going to swear by it and I'm going to stand on it. And that's my secret. You can't have a healthy marriage with, with that kind of skeleton in your closet. Like you can't know. So Tommy and I don't have secrets in that, in, in those specs. And so true honesty that they, they have, and it's so phenomenal. Exactly. So I could tell you so many awesome stories like that. Um, but so there is hope for you just saying there is, there is hope for you. You're not, you're not a lost cost. Like, no, like there is hope for you. So here's our thing. I want you to ask yourself, am I seeing any of these signs? Number one, Mm -hmm. two, ask yourself, have I tried or been trying all of some of these mistakes? Well, you know, and in that, the definition of, of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. So make sure, you know, you don't continue to just do the same things over and over again. Oh, I'm just going to try harder. You know, doing the same things, but putting more effort into it isn't going to yield a different result. You know, I'll give a really good example of this currently that I'm going through. <laughs> um, so um, I tried like a, a, I've been struggling to lose weight not fat by any means, but you know, I'm not where I want to be and ripped. Um, so like I hired a nutritionist online and, um, within the been using him for about, you know, a couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, I'm used to bodybuilding old school, losing weight. So like, you know, at the end of losing weight in about four to six months period, I'm doing at the end of that, I'm doing about two hours of cardio a day 
intermittent fasting in a four hour window. I'm doing, you know, ketogenic dieting. I'm doing working out four days a week. And he's like, Whoa, you don't have to do all that. And I'm on a low, low, low amount of carbs. And, uh, he's like, do you have to do all that? So I'm on high carbs and I'm losing a lot of weight now. And I'm not barely even, you know, doing the, I'm doing everything he tells me to do, but I'm not doing nothing like that. It's freaking awesome. So, you know, it's not what you do know that hurts you. It's what you don't know. That's the biggest aspect. It's honestly what you don't know that hurts you. So it's not that your heart's in the wrong place. It's not that you're stupid. It's that you weren't taught that you don't have the knowledge. You don't have the skill set. You're just not there yet. You have to make that choice first to have that true change and be open. So that means lose the pride, lose the ego, and actually start doing things different. Absolutely. So we love you. God loves you as always. And he always wants to see your marriage restored. I don't care what anybody tells you. And of course we do too. So we love you. Have a phenomenal day and we will talk to you next time on the podcast. Have a good one. Now that's all we have for today's show. And remember prayer without action is just dead faith. So make sure to implement everything you learned here today from today's show. By the way, hope you enjoyed this episode on the Marriage 2.0 podcast. And if you did, please make sure you share this episode on your social media and tag at Tommy and Desnica. And if you did enjoy it, make sure to subscribe to the Marriage 2.0 podcast and give us a five-star rating. However, listen, most importantly, so many people are at the end of their ropes, crying themselves to sleep every night. And we can only spread our message and story so far here. So we need you to make sure that you really share the knowledge with others that really need it so that we can impact them. Yes. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So make sure to join our free Facebook group, Christian Marriage Coaching for support, daily content, and free trainings to help you go from roommates to teammates. Have an amazing day and God bless.